Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Crystal Boatwright, who will be sharing her journey of love and loss. Crystal and her husband didn't find out they were pregnant until she was 28 weeks, and from there, everything went from zero to 60. Their son was born a beautiful seven pounds and 21 inches. They celebrated his life together in NICU, and in his dad's arms, his heart stopped after 14 hours. We are grateful for Crystal's courage to share today. Hello, Crystal. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? I'm Crystal Boatwright, and with my husband, we have a cookie company called Shooter Chips Cookies, uh, an L.A.-based cookie business. I am also the creator of Chrissy B's Lifestyle and Creative Concierge, where I collaborate with creatives, artists, entrepreneurs, and niche women in business to enhance their personal image or their professional brand through lifestyle consulting and content creation. And um, right now, since my loss, I have not returned back to work, which was the best decision considering a few months later, COVID um, came along. Um, I was in this spa, wellness, hospitality industry, um, which in certain aspects is really soothing. But on the other side, we can see how it's really been affected, the industry. So, um, yeah. Laurel got distracted. I got distracted. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll be contacting you later to make an order, but we'll cut you for (laughs) sale. Absolutely. Uh, So, can you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy? Yes. So, within our my husband and I, it being our first pregnancy, um, I was. I'm a diligent person. Again, I was working in spa hospitality in which everyone else comes to relax, but behind the scenes is very chaotic and very busy, a nonstop ongoing show. And in anything I'm doing, I'm really dedicated. So at the time, um, it was just a construction going on at the hotel and a lot of changes going on. And I'm just trying to ultimately do my best in my role to take care of the front of the house as well as the back of the house which a lot of times like at most jobs can become a little overwhelming and within me being exhausted at times and working longer than expected and things like that I was not noticing any changes in my body so the exhaustion that typically comes along those early symptoms that typically arise Pretty much I attribute it to stress and being overwhelmed. Um, But as far as like nausea and sickness, it just wasn't present. And so over time, I kind of did start to feel worse in which I got concerned because I also run in my family and things like that. And I was like, you know, my stomach is kind of hurting. I don't, I want to make sure this job isn't affecting my well-being, you know, more than mentally and emotionally than it already was at the time. So I decided I was on birth control for over 10 years. And as me and my husband started to get the thought, like, you know, maybe we should start trying, but we want to move first out of our apartment and just kind of align everything to the best of our ability in a sense. Um, 
I ended up being pregnant. Um, after getting off the birth control, I attributed the loss of my cycle to that, which from what I read was pretty common. It may take a little while for it to kick back in, um, contingent upon how long you've been on them. But when I go to find out what was going on and I find out I'm pregnant, she comes back and she's like, whoa, you're further along. And we're like, okay, well, how far along? She says 28 weeks. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, physically still, I did not look 28 weeks at all. I mean, even when she was touching me and doing ultrasound, she's like, I was a dancer my whole life, ballet, tap, jazz, modern. So I've been pretty athletic my whole life and in pretty good shape at this point in my life. And that's what she was saying. She was like, well, you see your body's so tight. You do not even look 28 weeks. I could see how this kind of, you miss this in a sense. And that's where zero to 60 kicked in. Um, I was at the hospital all day that day from about a nine o'clock appointment to about five in the afternoon. And then we just got bombarded with an abundance of concerns and worries. You know, I, 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 for, I think for many people who aren't, um, I want to make sure I say this correctly for many people who aren't like actively tracking ovulation or like actively because uh, most people would be like did you plan to get pregnant and I always think that that's like in my head kind of funny because for many of us like yeah we'll go off birth control and kind of see what happens or but we're not like actively but then there are some who are like intentional about the way that they're um, yes trying to get pregnant right yes and so if you're not um engaged in that way you'll get pregnant and probably won't really start to feel symptoms or notice anything until you're farther along um so there's that piece and i just think about you saying like your everyday life costs for symptoms to come up that you wouldn't necessarily attribute to being pregnant you're just like right work is crazy. This is usually what happens when I'm stressed out. Um, yes. And then for many of us in our first pregnancies, you know, that the belly growing or all the physical things you see don't happen as like everybody's body is different. So, yes. you know, I just think it's, it's, it's to hear that, like how, like none of these things <laughs> lined up to me to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I would right. be pregnant right now. And then I think about the birth control piece that, you know, I, again, I think if you're not engaged in like actually like walking through the process with your doctor, sometimes it's missed. Like there's, I know there's been some physicians who will be like, you know, for personal experience, my physician told me you'll get off birth control and it'll take like a year for your cycle yeah. to regulate. So it'll probably be a year. Right. It's not a year. <laughs> 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 again everybody's body is different but just that like it's not a science I mean, well it's a science but it's not like how out yes. of again out of control it is and how we really don't know how our bodies will respond to that yes right. and for me there's been so many times where I was nowhere near pregnant and are you pregnant are you pregnant and no one noticed I didn't get hey you look a little you might want to consider are you sure you're not none of those little hindsight little whispers or 
insinuations mm -hmm. that I was getting when I typically was, was definitely was not pregnant. Yeah. So that's what I found interesting. It wasn't like I was wearing loose clothes. I wear tight things and, you know, no, no concerns from my mom, my grandma. No one said anything. Because I was, my mom did say she carried kind of small with me when she carried me. She was like, I didn't get big, so I get it. You know, from what she found out and I told her, she said, how you look is pretty normal to me because I was pretty small with you for a while. And I, she's like, I wasn't sick with you. Whereas the girl symptoms, if you're carrying a girl, you're pretty nauseated. She said, I didn't really have that with you, Chris. So, yeah. And so um, if, you, if you feel led to share kind of, you know, after the doctor had said you were 28 weeks, what were they... Um, saying were concerns like what was what were they looking for or trying to prepare you for what next would look like as you proceeded so there were some underdevelopments with the organs with his kidneys and bladder there were some concerns and ultimately i had no amniotic fluid so that is what attributed to um, the abnormalities with the organs forming and why I look so small. The fluid was not there in which they think it happened so early on and probably could have been caught sooner had I gotten the prenatal care mm -hmm. earlier on. Mm -hmm. Got it. Thank you. Um, so can you tell us how the birth went? Yes. So I enjoyed my time being pregnant because the doctor said, well, we may induce you, um, but you will have to carry full term. But we want to alert you now that the baby may be stillborn or not breathing, um, not, not, well, not breathing, or, but we don't know if it's going to happen once you have the baby or before you have the baby. So I, my husband and I both swallowed that pill knowing that I would have to go full term and just enjoy it in the meantime as much as you can, but be aware if you come in and there's no heartbeat or if you don't feel movement. Ironically, during this time of waiting, I'm feeling more kicks, more movement, more growth, and I'm like, this is crazy, but I'm just going with the flow um, as much as I could enjoy it with knowing that the time would be short. And so I did carry full term and I went into, began to go into labor and um, all of that was normal, like normal experience as far as the contractions, how long it took. Um, and so once the baby was born, they did, we were in NICU and then they rushed him off. But ultimately he was a full baby, 10 toes, 10 fingers, two strong arms and legs, pretty big baby from what we were anticipating. Um, the eyes opened upon coming out. Yes, the baby did not cry upon um, coming into life, into the world. Um, but they did rush him off and I was just very shocked to see the size of the baby. Um, yeah. 
Um, I think about you saying how you felt more kicks and more growth after you had like received all that information about what it was going to look like and, and what things and what could possibly happen. And, um, a part of me think about things like in the terms of, um, providing maybe some comfort, you know, like I, I know what's going on. Um, but here I am still, you know? Um, and so I think about, um, you know, navigating, like what, how were you, or what did you find in community and trying to support you to prepare for that? Wow. I mean, it was a lot of faith based practices, my husband and just family in a sense. Sorry. Um, you're fine. Yeah, um, like with digesting all of that information, um, like how do you stay positive and you can't tell everybody. Um, it was our first child, I'm an only child. He's an only son. And so how do you tell people we're pregnant, but wait, hold on, you know, don't get too excited and you know, some were like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You can't listen to everything the doctors say. So you want to waver with staying as positive as possible, in a sense. But with, when they were just really being consistent, they really sent me to different specialists as well um, to make sure that what they were saying aligned. And once I heard the same outcome about three and four times, I accepted it, in a sense. And I was really strong that I knew I had to wait full term to see the outcome. So a lot of just really being faith-based and having my husband's support, his family's support, my mother's support, my grandmother's support, and just really being positive and there was no blame. There was no weird questions of like, well, how did you know? And all of that. So that really kept me at bay until the time came. But it was difficult not being able to share with a lot of people close to you for having so many questions in such a short time um, that you couldn't really answer. Do you remember during that time how your husband was coping? and who he was leaning into during that time? That's interesting. His father um, coached him through it a lot, um, but he was really strong. I know it hurt him a lot, um, but he was really strong. It wasn't more of a masking thing, um, but he went, we went through it a lot together. He was there for me, and you know, every time I move, or you, you okay? Are you hungry? I go get up, go get you something now. Like it was that same tentativeness that I guess we all hope for when we're pregnant. Um, but it wasn't a um, distance thing where he was scared, so he didn't really know what to say or what to do. 
we talked through it. We watched TV together and did our normal. We're really close as far as having a friendship too. So we stayed in that same space in which prior to us being pregnant, a lot of sometimes, oh, that's a little weird how close you are. You know, maybe you guys need your own friends and things like that. But when this came into play, I think that closeness came in really handy um, to be able to actually genuinely have a friend there that's going through it with you from top to bottom that can fill it with you. And um, I was very lucky and proud to see how much he hung in there for me. I don't know if there were times he broke down within himself or silence, but he stayed really strong and candid to the information and making sure that I still was okay. And when we were at the hospital on delivery day, I mean, I can't, I couldn't pray for better support as far as holding my hand and staying optimistic, still knowing the outcome. Like we have pictures of him all excited in his gear. Like when they put all this stuff on you, I mean, he really stayed into the moment he come when I'm delivering and he, the baby comes out. He's just still happy, just as happy as knowing that we weren't going to take him home. That's beautiful to hear. Um, to be able to still be present and that it was still um, your, your, your child um, and that there could still be joy in that day. Um, yeah, and he's in NICU and we go down and he's, he's like, I'm here to see my son. I'm here to see my son, you know, and that was very good to hear that he still accepted him as his son even in knowing that the outcome absolutely um absolutely so um went to NICU and you you all got to spend time with him and then um what did transitioning home look like and how was postpartum for you or how is postpartum how is postpartum for you yes um it was pretty surreal his parents were there my parents were there um we were kind of grateful grandparents weren't the great grandparents um as far as my grandmother i just think that would have been a little too much um but uh, it took 14 hours. So we got to take some time and go back and forth to NICU. And what was so interesting to me is there were other babies there. And I was like, hey, you have friends in here, you know? And so, but no family, nobody coming to see the babies. And we were there. They let us come in in a group. My, my, my mother-in-law came in, my father-in-law came in. We hovered around Malachi is his name. and we just there, we were able to take videos and pictures and savor the moment. And they, they really gave us our time back and forth. They would say, okay, guys got to go now. We're going to try to do a little bit more work and see what we can do. And we'll go back up to my room and as much as time as they would allow us to, they say, you guys can come back, spend some more time. And uh, they finally called us and said, we don't think he's going to last too much longer. And so we go down and it was just a beautiful moment. Um, 
they took them off everything, all of the tubes and everything, and allowed us to hold them. And we took our time, and he slowly was transitioning. And then my mom, he was, his dad was holding them, and my mom said, "Yes, his heart just stopped." And my husband was singing to him and rocking to him, but to see the transition was sad, but almost had a little smile on his face. Like he was at peace. Like he was at peace. I mean, my nurse in NICU, if I could clone her and send her to everyone, she was amazing. She said, it's my baby. It's my baby. Every two seconds that she's working on him or other nurses tried to come over to, no, it's my baby. I got it. And so she let us spend as much time. She didn't rush us at all to leave and things like that. And so um, that was a tough experience to where it was almost kind of numbing to go through that. Um, the day after, I was kind of in a trance. Like, I can't believe yesterday happened. And now I'm here with no baby. There's no baby in me. There's no baby here. And that was really weird in a sense. Um, but that kind of blew over and it, you, I almost felt somewhat guilty for finding moments to laugh. Like if television was on, I didn't want to stay in a dark space, but if something was funny, I didn't feel that it was the time because my mind was elsewhere. It was like it was watching me. Um, yeah, I felt like things were happening around me for a while. So they gave me the number to, um, as far as starting to figure out if I need to see someone, is that something that I feel like I need? And I I said, you know what? I need to talk to somebody that is not biased. Um, when a lot of my other immediate family found out, they just could not digest it. They were just like hurt, torn, like very broken. Couldn't believe it happened to me and things like that. And, and my husband. Um, so that was also heartbreaking to see how many people it affected, but nobody knew what to say. I don't, I don't know what to say. I was going to call you, but I don't, I didn't know what to say. And after hearing that so many times and not getting the call or the conversation, I'm like, I have to get it out. I was very cathartic throughout it. I wrote from top to bottom from finding out until the end. So I journaled a lot, but besides my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law and my mom, who could I really deep dive with as far as the mental aspect and the emotional aspect? Um, ensuring I'm not too hard on myself or over analytical about aspects from my own perspective. And if my perspective is fair to, to the experience. And so um, I got my therapist, who was amazing. She was absolutely amazing. Um, some, we dove, deep dove into 
well, why were you, why were you so caught up into work to where you didn't realize these things were going on with your body? There were politics that were unfair at the time, taking on roles that weren't mine, um, ultimately applying for a leave of absence and still getting left there by my boss um, who went off property to do a job and leaving me there. And I'm like, I got to go now. I have to go now. And I probably should have walked out of the job. Like, let's be real. I should have said, you know what? This is it. I'm out. You guys figure it out. But I didn't. Like, I had already applied for leave of absence, and I was still there, like, another three weeks. And so taking those type of questions and seeing where I need to put myself first at times. Not at times, but, yeah, definitely. Um, unapologetically, um, not explaining all the time or trying to validate why I need to do something for me. And she helped me work through that so that those type of things, I don't pay this type of price because I'm so diligent and committed to something. Being in that like deep hole of questioning and I mean, sometimes, yeah, I couldn't sleep at night. It was hard to walk past Pampers and Costco and things like that. Um, but I come from a family that has a lot of children. I'm an only child, but all of my cousins have kids and things like that. So I was, I was okay with seeing children and, you know, ultimately seeing a commercial grew easier. Um, but postpartum was started to question a lot of things, you know, about if and when or do I want to get pregnant again? Um, yeah, naturally, like I definitely seeking outside of my therapist, where are the platforms? I mean, at my age, we're all on social media. So I started to dig. I found grief groups and things like that, but none of this, none of us, um, it was okay, but when I found one girl, or I'm like, oh my gosh, finally somebody else. Like, I know there has to be more than what I'm seeing, even illustrations and things like that. I just was like, this can't be the end all be all. And I just kept digging and digging and digging to find platforms like yours and you know, and it's like the clouds opened up. And I'm like, I knew there had to be not good company, but um, company in this area, in, in this journey. Um, you know, Danielle and I had actually talked to somebody else about this and really talked about like the two spectrums of birth, the two ends of the spectrums of birth that you hear about. It's either like the romanticized of everything goes beautifully or the um, like all the horrible things, but without actually like talking about what's happening or how it feels. And there's no in the middle of our experiences where we actually get to, you know, like we know grief is layer, but to hear you talk about like, okay, going home and like trying to really like come to terms with like, I don't have a baby inside of me and I don't have a baby in my arms 
or even things such as like pamper commercials or seeing pamp like things that we're constantly interacting with on a daily and just how that can um, come up or bring things up as you're trying to heal and just how layered that can be and and then not having a place to go and be like here's how I'm feeling <laughs> yes this is what's coming up for me and it's okay and 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 being able to sit in your grief because I think you know, we find when, when things, when there is grief or loss in people's responses, I don't know what to say. Sometimes you don't have to say anything and it's just being present. Right. You know, just a, like I am here to, as we always say, hold space for whatever yes. you need as your healing. And if yes. that means we staring at each other, cool. If that means <laughs> I'm bringing you food, like whatever, uh, however you need to be held up, like I'm present for that. Um, you know, I think grief, it's uncomfortable for people for sure. But, you know, um, just hearing the layers of your process of healing, um, being able to talk about that is important. It's so important and because... I mean, the, the, the experience of loss happens more than we're talking about it, for sure. So I have found, for sure. Yes, yes. For sure. It, it, it happens a lot more, for sure. Um, Crystal, can you share his whole name with us today, your son? Yes, Malachi Caden Boatwright. How and did you come chose to name him? Yes, we chose Malachi because um, it's God's messenger. And we felt like in that short time, there was a message to receive um, in the whole experience as a takeaway. And Caden meant warrior, fighter, and he definitely did that for 14 hours. That's beautiful. It is very beautiful. Well... Is there anything else that you would like to share that you want to leave our listeners with? Anything from your um, birth, from your, your journey, from, your, from now, anything? Yeah, I would tell anyone who ha is going through this or has gone through this is to take their time processing um, there's no right or wrong way um, but to try to not stay stuck on being silent um, but if you do speak make sure it's not on deaf ears you know those who are listening to you or who ask how are you doing make sure that it's genuine for your own sake um, because sharing that vulnerable space for it to be dismissed or for the phone to ring and they're distracted when you're trying to be candid, um, just does you a disservice as well as your story and in your healing. Um, that's my biggest takeaway. That's important. Um, and I guess I do have one more question that I, I meant to ask this before this and then forgot how are you today i'm doing well um better than i've been before um i did a lot of the work with um, my doctor and i thank her 
um, because right now I've just truly been in a space of now that I'm feeling better about everything, um, not forgotten, but just able to move a little differently emotionally and mentally, um, not suppressing it in a numb space to just be okay because life goes on and um, I'm very unapologetic about what I take on and what I digest energy wise. Um, because if a lot couldn't digest my experience. So I'm very particular about um, the energy around me in a sense, um, because it's important for my own mental state and emotional well-being at this time. And I found out I'm pregnant again. <laughs> 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 so in doing that i'm staying in that space and finding that information out so all of that staying calm and taking some time for me has led me to this place and i just want to stay in this space and stay healthy um inwardly and outwardly yes yes congratulations Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> so staying hopeful yes. and open yeah. to the future came into fruition. Yes, absolutely. So with, with that knowledge, um, well, first of all, thank you. Um, thank you so much for, for allowing us to hold you up today. We really... We don't take we don't take holding space in this way lightly at all. We 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 are very grateful for you to allow us to do that for you. Um, and yeah, I have one more question, Crystal. And you can you may not have an answer. Um, we can add this to our blog, like show notes and stuff. Are there certain phrases or anything that someone said to you um, that you want other people who listen to this? to not use and this is coming from you as a, a parent a mother who lost you know and what those words may have felt like to you so it's an experience for someone to not do that to someone else definitely I don't know what to say is a phrase that is not conducive to one who went through it but may have a strong relationship with you or might have needed that support in that moment. Um, oh, there's next time. And, you know, tomorrow's another day to just keep going and try again. And I think those are loosely used in a sense. And it's not fair to that moment mm -hmm. you know not everyone just forgets trauma when just because life keeps going right the body never forgets right yes um, yes we hold that so even if people are walking around acting like they forgot about it or moved on from it it's their body they haven't hasn't healed from it right so yeah 
like Mother's Day sucked. It was terrible. And I did not feel it until that morning came. And whoa, it was just like I felt everything all over again. And I wasn't expecting that. And I can't imagine how many people wake up one day and it just hits them so unexpectedly and uncontrollably, in a sense. And you don't want to take away from that day. I still had to go see my mom and my grandma. So I was like, let me pull it together. because, And I just had shades on and my mom knew. She was like, I knew today would be tough, but, you know, I didn't want to not go. Because they're my mom and my grandma. So. <laughs> right. That's, so, you know, feeling you. is so layered. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Um, and thank I don't, you. <laughs> <laughs> this is, thank you so much for this. Um, thank you. This was great. <laughs> oh, yes. Bless yes, you guys. Yes. This is awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com.